Assalamu alaikum. In a very interesting way, we are our consciousness. We define ourselves in many different ways. We define ourselves by our race, by our nationality, by our language, by our religion, by our wealth, by our fame, by our status, by our titles, but in a very interesting way, we are consciousness. All of these definitions that we have of ourselves are external and they deal with the elemental portion of our existence. But our consciousness is different than that. As a matter of fact, we can't even see each other's consciousness. We're not truly aware of what goes on in each other's consciousness. Yet, we have, in many instances, somehow attached our consciousness to the, ele- to the elemental and to the worldly so that our consciousness, as opposed to being able to be elevated, goes along with whatever the elemental situation around us is because it's attached to it. Something like a fly, when it gets stuck on wallpaper, can't go anywhere else. It's lost its ability to fly. Well, our consciousness loses its ability to fly, its ability to expand, its ability to grow, its ability to become greater when it is attached to things that are lower than it is. So what that means is if you pursue fame and per fame be, and fame becomes your objective your consciousness is tied to fame and its ability to expand <laughs> will go as far as fame can go and can only do what fame can do. If your consciousness is attached to wealth, then your consciousness is tied to money. And all that you can do as a being is do what money does. If it's attached to titles, it can do what titles do. And it should be noted, and it should be clear, that money works in this elemental world. It doesn't work in the spiritual world. 
it can't get things accomplished. Titles may give you status in this world, but status of titles doesn't work in the spiritual world because there is no separation between the internal and the external that's elevated by a title. A buffoon can have a title. Books have been written about buffoons having titles. One of them is called the Peter Principle. It's about how people rise to the top because they don't threaten anybody (laughs) and because they've learned ways to get along as opposed to getting things done. If we truly want to enter what's called the mystical path, we have to expand our consciousness. Everything that we are and that we are to become is attached to our consciousness. We need to learn to separate ourselves as we define ourselves in this elemental world from our consciousness. Now, when we begin to do that, we begin to go places that we can't go in the world. So if we believe that the only places to go are in the world, and if we believe that to succeed we have to accomplish certain things in the world and go to certain places in the world, then that's what we're going to do. It's like all of us have an obsessive-compulsive disorder. And that obsessive-compulsive disorder is the world. We have to keep doing things in the world. Now, somebody who has obsessive-compulsive disorder is usually late for appointments and for showing up on places and is usually unable to do a large number of things because they're so busy doing one thing. Well, we call obsessive-compulsive disorder somebody brushes their teeth for two hours. But we don't call it somebody who spends their entire life trying to get money. We don't call it somebody who spends their entire life trying to get fame. We don't call it somebody who spends their entire life trying to get titles. We don't call it somebody who spends their entire life trying to lord themselves above other people. Even though they spent a lot more time doing that than somebody with obsessive-compulsive disorder spends brushing their teeth. And why? (laughs) Why (laughs) don't we call them that? Because it's acceptable in the world. Because there's nothing wrong with any of these things. Because they have been determined to be the kinds of things that you should be doing. But if you understand a little bit about consciousness, you understand that consciousness have to be, has to be free of the world in order 
to move to the spaces where it's supposed to go in order to elevate into the realms that it's supposed to go. And if we are going to expand our consciousness, we have to decrease the effect of the world on us and decrease our attachment to the things in the world. The worldly attachments that we hold as important are the very same things that block the expansion of our consciousness. And there is there are degrees of this. There's a story of a saint who was on his bed sleeping and he was reaching very exalted levels of consciousness. Uh, He appeared to be sleeping. He actually was in meditation. And he had just gotten to the point of no return between this existence and the next existence in his meditation. And his wife ran into his room and saw him. Uh, She thought he was dead. And she started screaming his name and shaking him. And the attachment to his wife went all the way to the point of no return and brought him back to the earth. So, any attachment can keep you here. Even attachments that are positive, even attachments that you're instructed to have as part of your life. But as Bawa used to say, you go to God alone. And we need somehow to be able to understand the meaning of that. If we are arrogant, we can't have an elevated consciousness. Why? Because arrogance keeps you inside the self. It keeps you inside this elemental being because it somehow deems to separate you from everything else. And consciousness, if it's to expand, can't be separated from everything else. It has to merge with everything else. Bawa would say, God is everywhere. Well, if God is everywhere, he can't be contained in his entirety within me. And my arrogance, no matter how powerful it is, and no matter how much it wishes to proclaim that, all it's doing is limiting the actual ability to expand. So, we have to learn 
to be in this world, but not of it. And we have to learn that lesson over and over and over. It's the lesson that is never completely understood because as long as we haven't escaped, we haven't understood it. As long as we haven't freed ourselves from any of the attachments to the world, we haven't understood it. As long as there is still attachment, there is still the need to release that attachment. And consciousness becomes free when it's detached from the mundane and begins to travel towards the divine. And we become free when we detach from the mundane and travel towards the divine. But, some simple understandings that everyone knows. God has no wife or husband. God has no children. God has no nationality. God has no color. God has no race. God has no needs. If we are to develop our consciousness, if our consciousness is to expand and we are to become free of that which holds us in place, we have to become like that. But we have wives and husbands. We have children. And we have responsibilities in the world. So we're given this very narrow path to walk on. This very narrow way. uh, Thinner than a hair. Thinner than the sharpened side of a blade. And we have to balance doing all of our duties in the world and yet not being attached to them. And this becomes a very challenging position to be in. It's hard to carry burdens and do everything else you're supposed to do simultaneously because burdens attach to your consciousness and burdens bring your consciousness down. So as long as we see the things that we need to do in the world as difficulties and as burdens, they're going to be exactly that. They're going to be difficulties and burdens. But when we begin to understand our job is to do what's necessary. Our job is not to bring about results. Only Allah can bring about results. Our job is to be as sincere as possible. 
Our job is not to bring about results because only Allah can bring about results. We begin to be able to drop our burdens because we have transferred them over to that power that is the power that makes everything go. And we no longer see ourselves as the absolute doer. We see God as the absolute doer. We have a different perspective on ourselves. Part of the ritual prayer in Islam is to place your head on the ground in an act of obeisance, in an act of surrender, in an act of understanding that we, in order to reach our (coughs) intended goal, have to be able to surrender to that power which created us and which sustains us. And in that act of surrender to that power, God willing, there becomes a merging with that power and a disappearance of all of our obsessive compulsive disorders. The cure to our needs is to give them away. The cure to our problems is to give them away. The cure to our burdens is to give them away. And give them to who? Give them to Allah who. And when we begin to see ourselves not as a product of accomplishments, not as a product of titles, not as a product of fame, but as a product of surrender. And the greater the surrender, the more accomplished we become. Then we begin to understand that the less we are, the more our consciousness is. The less we are, the more we become pure. The less we are, the closer we become to reality. And Halaj, a great Sufi saint, said, Anil Haq, I am the truth. And how did he get to the point where he could say he was the truth? Because Halaj didn't exist at that point. But when you shout those words in a crowd, the crowd doesn't see what's inside the person saying them. They just hear those words. And those words are sacrilege. And so Halaj was taken. And Halaj was killed by the authorities because you can't proclaim yourself divine. You can't proclaim yourself as part of divinity. Um, Jesus suffered a very similar fate according to the Christian version of what happened. Once his divinity was declared, he was 
put to death. So, again, <clears throat> we don't need to declare. We just need to be. We don't need titles. We just need to be. We don't need fame. We just need to be. We don't need to be recognized. We just need to be. And whatever needs to come will, in fact, come in its good time. We need to be patient. We need to be grateful. We need to be surrendered. And as we stay in that state of gratitude, in that state of surrender, we become less and less attached to the world and our consciousness becomes freer and freer. We believe that our destiny in this world has to do with elemental things. Will I be wealthy? Will I be married? Will I be famous? Will I be, will I be, will I be? Well, that is a false destiny. Your true destiny is the state of your consciousness. And all of your accomplishments are the state of your consciousness. And this is what mysticism is. It's not a big secret. It's not something that can't be rudimentally understood. It just is very, very difficult to give up the obsessive-compulsive disorder that we have with the world. It's very difficult to give up our attachments and our expectations. And when our attachments and expectations begin to fall away, it's only at that time that we can truly begin to surrender. Because if our prayers are, Dear God, give me this. Dear God, I need that. Dear God, I want this. We're praying for material gratification. And material gratification hampers consciousness. Material gratification keeps down consciousness. Um, When an elephant is in its mating period, um, in French it's called route, and an elephant destroys things when it can't get its lust fulfilled. It tears through jungles, it knocks over what's ever in its way. Well, our whole relationship with the world is a relationship of lust. And we need to understand that lust manifests itself in many different ways. Of course, there's the lust for sex, which is 
the usual way the word is used. But there's the lust for everything else. There's the lust for power. There's the lust for fame. There's the lust for money. There's the lust for real estate. There's the lust for gold. There's the lust for being in charge of things. There's the lust for titles. There's the lust uh, to be adored. There's the lust to be loved. We have to give up these lusts, which means we have to give up all of the strong feelings that we have that are attached to worldly things. And if we can't give up these strong feelings, these strong feelings will continuously push us in ways that we will encounter difficulties and burdens in the world. Because just because you have an idea doesn't mean that you're capable of having it fulfilled in the way you think it should be. This is the work of the mind. And the mind, what it does is it has ideas. It has opinions. It has things that it thinks it wants you to do, and it thinks that things could go in certain ways. Well, these are fantasies. These are imaginations. But the stronger the mind of a person, the more they believe that their imaginations and their fantasies and their ideas are the penultimate truth. And they are what needs to be done. So we need, to relearn, we need to learn to recede from the influence of the things that drive us in the world and recede in a way that we still walk that fine line where we do what we have to do, but again, we're not worried about results. We're satisfied with the situation and we're able to go on in that way. The world right now is in a disastrous state. And a lot of it has to do with the state of the consciousness of the people in the world. People believe if they control real estate they can change the world. People believe if they can enforce their ideas, they can change the world. People believe that through force and compulsion, things change. And the Quran states clearly, there is no compulsion in the deen. There is no compulsion in religion. The way to reality is through the deen through the faith, through religion. And if there is no compulsion in it, that means, quite simply, that you can't expand consciousness through compulsion. And it's through the expansion of consciousness that things change. And think about it for a minute. How can consciousness be forced to expand in people? We can't read minds. We can't change Minds, we can just change the external physical acts of people. So if people are told to go to prayer 
every day at certain times, and if they don't, you shoot them, well, then you've shot a lot of people, but you haven't changed consciousness. A lot of people show up for prayers, but you haven't changed consciousness. A lot of people show up in churches or in mosques or in synagogues, but you haven't changed consciousness. Consciousness is only changed when there is an individual intention for that to occur. And that that individual intention only occurs when one comes face to face with overwhelming love which makes one understand that the previous desires that occurred in one's being were desires that bore that bear no fruit that the only desire that bears fruit the only desire that has a cure is the desire for an expanded consciousness so that we can understand and know God. And when we understand that, when we've met that kind of love that's so pure that it alters us, then we begin to travel in the appropriate direction. And what's the interesting thing about that love? That love is not elemental. That love has no weight. That love can't be seen, but it can break open rocks, hearts that are as rocks. It can break them open and let them melt. And it's in that melting state that we can rise from where we are to the elevated states that are made available to man by Allah and reach the true purpose of creation. We all have to ask the question, why am I here? Am I here to live in a big house? Am I here to have a big car? Am I here to accumulate a lot of money? Am I here to have a lot of women? Am I here to become famous? Am I here so people will kiss my feet? Am I here so people will kiss my hands? Am I here so people will revere me? Am I here to push people around? Am I here to force things to happen? Why am I here? This is something we should all meditate on. And we should all come to conclusions on. And we should all begin to understand that we are here so that we can know the truth and the reality of this existence and find our true place in it to become real, to become the truth. Anil Haq, I am the truth. Become the truth. We need to become the truth. And in order to become the truth, the falsehood has to be done away with. And everything of the earth is false to the non-elemental. And when we begin to understand and make those connections, then we find our way to Haq, to reality. May it be so for each of us. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.